You're listening to The Final Take. We're your hosts. I'm Nelson Wynn. And I'm Tim Cox. This is a conversation podcast where we talk TV, film, and our love for it all. This episode, we provide a first take on the Game of Thrones spinoff, House of the Dragon. But first, if you're among our tens of listeners or new to our podcast, please help us out by smashing that like or subscribe button and give us a five-star review on any and all of the platforms you're listening on. Maybe even tell a friend or a loved one about us and share the link to this episode. Quite the call to action, Tim. Yes. Heck yeah. <laughs> tell all your friends, mash that button. Let everyone Just know. Shout from the mountaintops. And, uh, keep it coming. We, As long as you come back, we'll come back. <laughs> but actually, I think we have to come back for you to come back. So we'll just all come back. Yes. All right. So what's new and exciting? Oh, man, Tim. My uh, my five-year-old son, my oldest boy, he's off to school. And you know what that means. You sound like you uh, got that uh, <laughs> hand, foot, and mouth. Everybody's sick. Everybody, thank goodness it's not COVID. We yeah. we like tested him right uh, straight away as soon as you know he uh, he started sounding sick and like dominoes. Each one of us, yeah, surprisingly, I uh, guess unsurprisingly, all got sick. Apparently, yeah. it's going around. So you got to <sighs> develop that uh, school germs immunity. Yeah, so, it takes a couple of years. Yeah, it's great. I know, gotta love it. It's, like two two weeks in, and like you know, debilitating cough, and and I'm at that stage of 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 being sick where like, you know, I sound all nasally, yeah, and and congested, and not like the you know the deep, you know, sultry, sexy voice. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I don't have, I'm not at that stage oh, yet. Yeah. I'm not a, I'm not, I'm not a Barry White yet. I'm, I'm at like, you know, annoying, nasally, sick person level. <laughs> hey baby, can you pass the tissues? Yeah, uh, maybe by next episode uh, I'll be like, hey Tim, hey listeners, you're at the final take. That's right. <laughs> Let's do this. Well, you know, it's it's been those the first couple of elementary school years for us, man. So it'll be it'll be a regular thing until it's not. So, but hey, Great. it's good times. Speaking yeah, good times. of of uh, of entertainment news, I tried to uh, Google some entertainment news, and I came across Kardashian. Bollywood <laughs> and a bunch of other stuff that wasn't even relevant. So we are in a dry spell. And actually I read an article about theaters are bracing for a dry spell because there's really not a lot of big name films coming out. Yeah. Well, there I, was I, one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And not the one that you would think. That's right. Bullet train, right? <laughs> Well, Bullet Train was supposed to be the big tentpole, you know, Brad Pitt-driven action comedy, guest-starring, 
or co-starring Sandra Bullock. But surprisingly, it was beat out by dra- by a Dragon Ball Z movie. And granted, I know Dragon Ball Z is is a huge, and a lot of people love it. But what? <laughs> If it wasn't for seeing a massive poster at Comic-Con, I would have never known that this movie was coming out. Dragon Ball Z. Well, right. I mean, like, very, very little marketing. And, like, how does... I I mean, look, I think think studios know. And what what theaters are bracing for is that, uh, unless it's superheroes or... You know, maybe Christopher Nolan. Who knows? Because Tenet came out at a bad time, yeah. but like Oppenheimer is going to be coming out in a year. Yeah, I mean, unless it's a real tentpole, unless it's like, you know, superheroes blowing things up. Like I just, mm-hmm. I, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if we're, it's going to be like a year round. You know, release season is going to be like summer and right before the holidays with the ward season mm-hmm. and then just like dead zones everywhere else. Yeah. And I think a lot of uh, the pandemic really kind of shifted a lot of the releases to streaming. Yeah. You know, just to go go to streaming platforms because all of these major studios now have streaming platforms. So now they just are HBO Max originals or paramount plus or they went to hulu so it's kind of interesting so it's interesting in that the summer movie season is basically petered off so early right it's still august uh and 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 in past years i mean you'd have you you'd have big releases into september and obviously i think a lot of it has to do with Kids are going back to school earlier. Mm-hmm. I mean, my son's yeah. school started in, you know, late July. I mean, right. when we were kids, we didn't go back to school until after Labor Day. That's right. Yeah. And then, you know, and then now I also I'm I'm guessing the studios have decided to steer steer clear of, you know, premiere TV season. I mean, goodness gracious, the next over the last couple of weeks into the next couple of weeks. Yeah. I mean, huge debuts. I mean, you know, we're we're talking about House of the Dragon this week. She Hulk dropped last week. Andor's right. coming up. Lord of the Rings, you know, Lord of the Rings series coming out. Like, That's right. So I, I'm 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 guessing a lot of it had to do with that too. Is like just steer clear of the of of you know fall TV launch. Well, I think we're going to provide our take for them all, and we are also going to do a little experimenting with our podcast. And do some episode by episode coverage of some of these huge releases. I mean, essentially, these are these are tentpole releases that are just coming out as as television shows. So we're yeah. going to cover them all. I know last week we said that that we would cover She Hulk, but instead we switched to Game of Thrones because Game of Thrones crashed HBO Max. <laughs> It and, sure did. Yeah. And so uh so we'll 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 pull that out for next week and uh do a little experimentation with our, our podcast on, on their episodes. But 
for now, let's get into our topics here on the Game of Thrones spinout. So after a canceled prequel, Game of Thrones finally becomes a franchise as it launches its second series on HBO Max with House of the Dragon. The show stars Patty Considine, Matt Smith, Emma Darcy, and Reese Ephens. So based on George R. Martin's book, Fire and Blood, the series House of the Dragon takes place 200 years before the events of the original Game of Thrones series and tells the story of House Targaryen at the height of its power and influence. And Tim, yes, this was quite the release for HBO. Uh, yeah. I mean... I, I read an article that they are reporting... It is the large is the biggest series premiere ever for HBO. Ten wow. million viewers on night one across all distribution channels. That's crazy. It is. That's and, why and I, I think on morning one. Yeah. And and I think on on you know in, in today's streaming climate. You know, the number isn't so much premiere night or like the the night that the episode launches. It's like it's like the first night plus like eleven or plus ten or something like that with streaming. Mm-hmm. I, I think is yeah. is the number that they um, that they the, the metric that they use. And so like that's night one. They're you're that's not right. even like accounting for a few days after and and people lagging behind. I mean, that's a big number for 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 premiere night. So, were you able to watch it the night before? Oh yeah, yeah. I we watched it. We watched it night of release with no problems at all. We just, uh, I think it was like at ten o'clock um, local time. We just got the kids to bed, fired up the old HBO Max app, and we watched it on the TV just fine. How about you? Nice. Yeah, waited till the next morning. So, you know, sometimes I just want to go to bed. But <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> when we woke up in the morning, because uh, you know, like you watch, you stream something, you watch whatever, and then after you're done, you're just like, you gotta think on it. Like that's what happened to my wife and I, where you know mistakes mm. were made. We watched, <laughs> and then you know, like we had to decompress, and. Yeah. You know, we've got young, we've got we've got young kids, so we've got our we've got our uh, infant that wakes up multiple times in, sure. in the evening, and then we've got our five year old that we got to wake up early and get him to school at six a.m. So yeah, that was fun. That was of fun. Course. I know that's the worst. <laughs> so well, let me ask you. So let me, let me so start Tim, here really quick. And first let's thoughts. Get your yeah. thoughts. Okay. Let's get your thoughts first. Oh, yeah. So I try to be very objective in situations like this, like where it's a spinoff or it's a remake or, you know, whatever it may be, Mm -hmm. right? Where they kind of – or like an instance where they like recast a younger actor in – 
you know, a well-established character, right? So they can reboot, right? Yeah. I, I try, I try to go into it as fresh as I can. Sure. The struggle, and I'm sure a lot of people deal with this, is like disconnecting from the original series. Right. Um, so, having said that, and gone through that whole exercise of like, okay, this is its own thing. Um, like I was entertained at times. Um, I, I was distracted at times, um, you know, but overall it, it was a pretty good, pretty good premiere episode. Um, I, I was, I was, uh, I was pleasantly surprised, um, at how entertained I was by it. Mm-hmm. How about you? I'm going to say it was okay. That's probably probably about the extent of it i mean i i just i i tried i really tried to stay hooked into it but i like you i was distracted until maybe like the last 20 minutes of of the episode and it was just it wasn't very exciting because i remember specifically watching the first game of thrones and i didn't even come on to game of thrones until um I want to say maybe 2018 as I just started, it was, it was just about ready to launch the final episode. I plowed through every season mm-hmm. and then watched the last, the last season. Um, the feeling I got from, see, I spe- you were spoiled. Hold on. You were spoiled. Here's the thing. Hold I on. I was spoiled. You were spoiled. I got to watch it all. Because to- you, <laughs> you, you binged it all at one time, right? So my experience with Game of Thrones, I was in it from episode one, season one, episode one, the premiere. Like I, I, I'd seen the trailer for it and I was hyped on it because at the time I was, I was reading a lot of fantasy Mm -hmm. (laughs) novels (laughs) and, and my friend had gifted me Game of Thrones before it was a series. Mm -hmm. So I'd started reading it. And so I was super psyched. So I was in from the beginning. So again, you have to temper expectations because sure. if you go back and you watch Game of Thrones episode one or season one, episode one, which they reshot, by the way, because their, their pilot was so terrible, they had wow. to trash it and, and reshoot the whole thing. Mm-hmm. So, and, 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 and they didn't have the budget that they did at the end. Yeah. And so when you watch that first episode, you're like, oh, like there's like no CG or hardly any what they have. Mm-hmm. Not great. And, you know, like they're doing a lot of table setting in, in those first like one or two episodes mm-hmm. of, of the original series. And so it's like you really have to temper your expectations when they're launching this thing. Cause again, they're having to reestablish this, the whole series, you know, the whole world of Westeros set the table of, you know, who's in power, who's vying for power, where all the houses are. Um, and then, you know, we're talking about a brand new series that mm-hmm. has its own production budget and having to start over again. And, and it, it's not, what it was at the tail end of, you know, the the game OG Game of Thrones, where they were spending like multi millions every you know ten million dollars every episode. Yeah, but I I definitely think that 
when I, I not knowing anything, when I started watching Game of Thrones, I had no idea what Game of Thrones. The only thing I knew about Game of Thrones is the theme song had been nominated for some type of theme song award or something like that or opening credits award or whatever. And I ended up watching the first episode and I specifically remember how good that first episode was and how intriguing and it really just caught my attention from the very beginning. And so I really, really liked it. Um, and so, I mean, I, I, I do think probably one of the, the faults is, is with this is that it's, I, th- I think it just has a lot of expectations to live up to more than anything else. I think that's, oh, sure. that's probably the biggest, the biggest thing. Oh yeah. But, um, you know, and it, and they still have to kind of establish a new story. There's no continuation or anything like that. It just has to establish where the conflict is and, and they, and they started going into it and it's, it's pretty clear where it's going to start moving, but, um, I just thought it was okay. I didn't think it was anything spectacular or anything like that. Um, it took for an hour and two minutes. It took a little long to really, um, tell what they need to tell to say what they need to say. And, um, maybe I'll say to John Mayer, that thing, say what you need to say. (laughs) Say what you need to say. Oh, the dreaded, dreaded pacing. I know (laughs) the pacing. It it could have been 15 minutes shorter. Are, Are you sure you don't have ADD? Uh, you know what? I can very much pay attention to any anything for a long period of time. <laughs> I know. I, it's just like, <laughs> excuse me. <coughs> I just cough. think that it's sometimes you, <coughs> they're spending too much time on certain things when when there's there's they're using too many words to say something very simple so to speak i, I mean we are talking about george r, r. martin yeah. and his dialogue so <laughs> and and by all accounts he's more involved in this series than ever mm-hmm. which i i think he's saying something because yeah. i i think he wrote a couple of episodes for the original series yeah he but was- i think he's like he was on the show all in on this series. Yeah. He was on, he was, uh, very much involved writing game of Thrones for the first few seasons, at least. No, no, he provided outlines, dude. Well, didn't he? I, th- I thought he wrote some, a bunch of episodes, a lot more episodes. It was than. like late. It was like later on. It was like during the run, they brought him on and, and he, and he oh. like, he wrote episodes. No, it, it, they, they adapted it. So it, it wasn't like he was he was that involved. Like, yeah, he 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 provided like outlines and like notes, mm-hmm. and it wasn't until like I think like season two or three before, like he wrote an episode for it. Yeah, okay. Uh, it, it, it seems like he's much more involved in this show than he ever was in Game of Thrones. Interesting. 
Okay. Well, that's cool. I mean, well, I, I mean, I know he has created as, or he is a credited as a creator on this show, which is what I saw. Um, so yeah. yeah, let me go back and look through. I mean, of course they made so many video games that he gets credit for, but yeah, he, I thought he had more, um, more episodes on game of Thrones than he did. Oh, okay. I mean, even like those final seasons, like, he only provided them with outlines yeah. of like where the story was supposed to go. So like, I don't know. I, I mean, we could litigate the last season of game of Thrones, which I, I, I enjoyed, but you know, it's, it's interesting. The position that he got to be in with that, mm-hmm. where he hasn't written that book, the books yet that, that covered cool. the final few seasons of, right. of game last of Thrones. Seasons, yeah. And so like, he provided them with outlines. Mm-hmm. So obviously the story they told was a lot of, of where he was planning on going with it. And he just like, he basically just got to test out those storylines of like yeah. where he wanted to go with the, with, with the finale where now he gets to rewrite it and be like, he can claim like, Oh, this wasn't the direction that I was planning. Right. I'm going in a totally different, more awesome direction. Hang in there for another ten years while I while I finish. While I write, it. yeah. My my season. Uh, what was that season? It was six seasons. Season five was was overdue by like ten years or something like that. And so, but I I, I thought the season five was actually okay. Season six, the final season, just I I just don't think that that the writers could handle everybody being in the same place. Cause that, that I think that's what was the, one of the strengths of the, the, the show is that you had just every, by the end of this first episode, first season, everyone was dispersed and they're essentially writing little pockets. of Well, right. And, and it would, it would take them, it would take them a whole season Mm -hmm. to get from like Winterfell down to Westeros. Right. right? Yeah. A a whole season of adventures and, and travels to get from one place to the next. And I think with the final season, it was just so compressed where like from one episode, you know, they were, you know, they're, they're, you know, so far in the North. And then all of a sudden, like the very next episode, they're all the way in, in Westeros, like, or they're all, they're all the way, they're all the way in, um, um, you know, in the South. Right. So like the first five seasons are very deliberate in 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 how they moved across the map and the final season played out like a series of you know game of thrones movies where they just like you know from one episode to the next they would just appear in places where they needed to be um and so it just it just felt rushed and that's one thing that i could appreciate you know for this for this series for for this series again like they have so much i mean we talk about world building in a lot of the things that that we that we review i mean talk about like this massive world with like so many different houses to reestablish um mm-hmm. you know so much history to 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 set you know the time frame that they're in Oh, it's just a lot of heavy lifting for that first episode. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. I, it, I do agree with that. It, and I'll tell you, I, moving into like what stood out to me. So 
having having recently been through the childbirthing experience oh god um there's a scene and i won't give too much away where a child is being born in this in very much the same fashion that my child was recently born only we have modern modern medicine and science whereas (laughs) in game of thrones they have medieval medicine and science and to see to see that i mean it was like hands over eyes like peeking through fingers even my wife was like oh my god i was like they're gonna show it look away they're gonna show it like it was it was like it was traumatizing and and yet like you know you put your you put yourself in the shoes of of the character Mm -hmm. and like you know where they have to make an impossible decision sure and you wonder you know what you would do in that same situation um and that you know that that was something that really stood out to me as like and that's probably why i enjoyed the show so much because having been in a similar situation six months ago just six months ago Mm -hmm. like I can't even imagine having to make having to make a, a decision of you know trading one life for another. Yeah, you know, so uh, th- that was a very powerful scene for us, and at the same time, very traumatic to see. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was it was quite a quite that was definitely the standout moment of the entire episode. Really, it was to trade the life for another, and and actually to show how important it was to birth the male. You know to essentially say oh know, sure uh, a female's life isn't as important as an heir to a throne you know? right so it was just quite that was that was probably the biggest message throughout that one episode um between that the heir to the throne and the um uh the relationship between matt smith and and patty considine Right. And yeah. and so King. to set the tape to set the table of where this episode is at, right? It's it's where, you know, years in into, you know, his reign. Yeah. He doesn't have an heir. He has a daughter. Mm-hmm. He doesn't have any other children. Right. His 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 wife his wife has been through, you know, a lot many trials in, in childbirth to get him an heir and he hasn't doesn't have one. Mm-hmm. And you know the, the the question of succession is 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 coming up where they need to figure out who his rightful heir is, whether it's his brother or possibly a sister, right? So you know, I, I mean, again, with the original Game of Thrones, and, and you can see where they're 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 leaning into it for this series. Sure, is the 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 strength is the players on 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 the table that are in the game that are vying for power and like the political maneuvering they're doing and you know all all of the you know kind of side conversations and and the spying that they do and trading of information all that like subterfuge that's that's what makes a series and the fantasy action and the fantasy elements of it are just like 
the the cherry on top that that makes it a really amazing show um but you you can see them kind of moving the pieces around um and of course like i think the tagline of i think the opening sequence is like you know the only thing that can take down house tag targaryen is itself right yeah um because they you know they they have dragons <laughs> which is what brought them to power so yeah so like you know the 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 whole episode leans in on who's going to be Viserys's heir, whether his brother Damon or his daughter uh, Renaria. Is that how it's pronounced? Um, she is pronounced, yeah, Renaria, I think. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, so I mean. To, to see who the major players are. I mean, that was kind of interesting too, where like you heard, you know, like house Baratheon and like house Stark and, and those, and the major yeah. houses in the previous series mm-hmm. are, you know, secondary players. You know what I mean? That was right. Uh, that, that was interesting. That Those were like, that was like a standout moment where, 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 you know, the heads of those houses came forward and you're like, Oh, I remember, I remember that. Yeah, <laughs> you right. know what I mean? Um, and then, and then the, the other thing is the carrying on a similar theme for Renaria as uh, as they did in the original Game of Thrones with mm-hmm. Daenerys, mm-hmm. right? Like uh, a female who has claim to the throne and you know is trying to is in line to take it. Mm-hmm. Um, so to see that play out will be interesting. I think. Yeah, I I definitely uh, would concur with that. I would say, though, all in all, pretty decent episode. It was it it was okay. It wasn't great. wasn't wasn't terrible or anything like that. Uh, just kind of middle of the road, establishing at this point. I I wouldn't say anything didn't work specifically because it's kind of too soon to tell. And and I think that's probably where the where everything kind of lies with me. It's 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 really too soon to tell on anything. Yeah. This. I mean, there was a lot of memorable moments. Um, a lot of um, things that kind of stood out, but it wasn't like a gripping tale yet at that point. So it, it was just obviously, as you said, table setting, establishing establishing the world, yeah. and and kind of you know figuring out where they're going to start and and where the conflict is going to start. Clearly, the conflict is going to start between the prince and the king. You know, uh, that's what it seems to be. I did think that. Uh, and and I'm sure, I mean, Reese Ephens is Otto Hightower, the hand of the king. Definitely a strong actor, probably gonna be the silent but violent person. I was just gonna say I was just gonna say that he was another standout for me, mm-hmm. is his performance. Because it's 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 interesting. Where like 
when an actor is in a specific role mm-hmm. and you can only see them in that role. Right. Right. And then when they come with something different, like a different energy or different delivery, it's like, it's glaring. So for me with Reese Ivins, my introduction to him, which I'm, I'm sure is similar for many people was the, the shaggy flatmate Notting Hill. in Notting Hill. His first line in that, I'm going to get some yogurt and then I'm going to tell you a story that'll shrink your balls to the size of raisins. <laughs> the fact that I'll you still, forget. the fact that you can still recite that word for word <laughs> That's, that, yeah. just shows the impact of that role. Oh my God. That's my flatmate. And, There's no excuse and, and, for him. And like how impactful that was yeah. because every time I see him pop up in anything, that's the only thing I see. And then him in this show yeah, where he's like so stoic and like wise and calculating mm-hmm. um, and his delivery is so different from any, any other, like obviously he made a lot of choices in, you know, how he wanted to play this character. And for me, they all hit. Cause I, I mean, I like him. And again, like I only ever see him as, you know, that flatmate from Notting Hill. And so to see this performance, <laughs> I, I, I was, I was very impressed. Yeah. You know, he's, he's been, he, he's been quite a contrasting actor where he's had some of those, played some of those hardcore dramatic roles, but we don't see them because they're all, it's all British television and British film, but you know, his, his biggest films, obviously anonymous, um, Notting Hill and Spider-Man. Um, I don't know if you were aware of, uh, anonymous where that was the theory that Shakespeare wasn't actually someone who was, who actually penned the actual Shakespearean plays and right, and, right. And things. Yeah. The whole, the whole theory that it was like multiple writers. Yeah. It was actually, they, they just kind of used the, the guy who was Shakespeare as the, per, as the person who he was kind of a, um, a ruse where he, he, it was anonymously written, but he was, um, this guy, well, the guy that was actually William Shakespeare was taking the credit for it and it was, a uh, intentful. Um, but, um, his, his performances are great. And, and his, the, it's funny because he, he had a standout performance in this episode by really not saying a lot. Yeah. You know, uh, that's what I'm saying. So, so just to show the range of this man, yeah. The last three movies on his IMDb, he played Rasputin in The King's Man. Oh, yeah, that's right. He played that. the lizard in Spider-Man No Way Home and then Otto Hightower in House of the Dragon. I mean, talk about a spectrum of performances. Yeah. <laughs> like Rasputin was so bonkers off the wall and like – the 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 lizard and Doctor Connors in No Way Home, where he's like insane, and then Otto Hightower 
in House of the Dragon where he's so quiet and so calculated and it's he's definitely like you know along the lines of a lot of characters in the Game of Thrones universe or worlds that elevate to the hand of the king where they have to be very calculated when they speak their words yeah. you know have to have weight behind them and and perfect performance for me yeah yeah it was definitely it definitely a very strong and and there was the mention of the king being weak and um he you can tell he has that presence of being a very strong uh act just a, a strong character where you don't know if he's for him or against him so it'll be interesting I mean, yeah. we, I mean, we can talk about where they'll go this season, but I think it's a lot of speculation at this point. Clearly, there's friction between the brothers. Yeah. The king and the so, prince. So, considering it's Game of Thrones, we can say for certain where they're going to go this season is there is going to be at least one, possibly two, like, event like fantasy action battle sequences, which we've seen from the trailer mm-hmm. or like there's that, there's that, uh, there's that trailer at the end of the episode of like the, you know, what's to come this season. So there will be at least two, a lot of political maneuvering by people mm-hmm. in house Targaryen and outside of the house. And, you know, the different, all the different houses of Westeros, like of, of the Seven Kingdoms, like trying to maneuver for power. Yeah. And then I'm sure you're going to get poor Otto Hightower is going to get crapped on a lot. <laughs> yeah. Well, also a very important part. I, I, we can't forget the fact that there will be at least two visits to a gratuitous visits to a brothel. In each episode, I, there were two in so, the first episode. <laughs> very important. Very, very important. Yeah. There were there were two in this episode. So uh, yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, uh, uh, it make keeps it interesting. Breaks it up a little right. bit. Right. You got a little action here. You got a little action there. Yeah. It's just different kind of action. I just you know so so real quick. I, I know we're running long here. Another another standout, and I don't know if for the better or worse, but like Game of Thrones, just when they want you to hate somebody or they want you to be super annoyed by somebody, they come with the heat mm-hmm. <laughs> with yeah. these characters because Matt Smith as Damon Targaryen is yeah. insufferable and like full on heel villain where like even his like his suit of armor has dragon wings on it like super annoying you know and and just the way that like and then and then you know he leads the city watch to brutalizing and just like randomly killing citizens like Mm -hmm. they really go in on you should not like this person and he's so annoying but you know what's funny his last dialogue that he had with the king about protecting him was so valid and i was i was on on the page with you there but then when he turns around and he's got a point oh yeah i I was thinking wow okay 
All right, here we go. Um, he's smarter than you think. He's annoying, but he's oh yeah, smart. of course, yeah, of course, yeah. yeah he, he's it's it's one of those things where like they want you, they they you can see it where it's where they're telegraphing it is they really really want you to 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 root for Renaria because yeah. she's basically the same t- character as as Daenerys, Daenerys and, yeah. and we can we can get into that on what may or may, may not have worked and, and and then you know on the flip side of that like they do everything this episode to make you really want to hate Damon and at the very end where you know again kind of in signature game of thrones style is you know like a two-hander scene where it's like you know they're facing off and it's a it's a it's a it's a um it's a battle of wits Mm -hmm. and you know who, who can get the last word in and you know the entire episode you're thinking that damon is one way where you know he's only out for himself and he's trying to climb the ladder like everybody else and yeah. and get in power and stay in power and 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 find you know and and, and find their way to the to the iron throne mm-hmm. and then like you said he breaks out that you know in in that in that fight with his brother where he's like i'm a targaryen if we like we have to have each other's back right mm-hmm. and then so you know he ends up being really slippery at the very end there where you don't know where he's coming from so yeah you know whether whether he actually wants the iron throne or you know he he enjoys just you know being that character that you love to hate that's true that is true so so real quick I, I know that we've talked about a lot of stuff that we've liked him. So I feel like, I feel like you actually liked this episode. Was there anything that you, that just did not work for you? I, well, I would say there were standout moments. Um, I think it, it's just kind of, nothing really didn't work per se. Um, I think it's, everything is pretty too, too early to tell. Sure. At this point. I mean, I, I, I wouldn't necessarily classify this as an episode where, nothing actually happens until the very last scene it's not at all there's a lot of little moments it's just a strung together little moments to try to establish where this is going and that's that's kind of where we're at yeah more than anything else i mean it's it's a kind of a wait and see for me yeah i'd say for me it was more it was more like things that kind of took me out of it, yeah. right? So probably nitpicking territory and 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 more of like distractions than anything else. Um, so I touched on it. So they're really, really telegraphing the fact that like, you know, Renaria is basically Daenerys, right? V- very similar very similar story, very similar plight, Mm -hmm. you know, um, where it's like the overlooked female character in the family that has a rightful claim to the throne or to be the heir, you know what I mean? And then like, is she up for it? You know, 
can she get people to follow her as a woman where they have a, a well-established like patriarchy, like s- patriarchal struct, uh, structure in the show, just like they did with game of Thrones. Right. Sure. Where, where like a woman couldn't be a leader. So like part of it is like, just being a little annoyed that they're telegraphing it so much. Like I yeah. get it. And you know, like I, I definitely think it's important to portray like a female hero's journey and and to see her rise to power mm-hmm. but i feel like they're telegraphing it a little bit yeah and, and then you know again because that same very similar storyline played out in the original game of thrones i i i know that they're setting up a lot of expectations and i hope that they're going to be subverting those expectations, kind of like you know the original series. That was one of those things that where I was like, ah, oh, just feels like they're they're. It feels like they're telegraphing that. Yeah. Especially with like the way that they portrayed Damon too, where again, like it felt it felt forced. Like you need to hate this person. Right. right or you you need to not root for this character because mm-hmm. he's the worst. <laughs> when again yeah. in Game of Thrones like everybody's the worst, right? Like mm-hmm. it, you know, in in the original everyone was the worst except for Ned Stark and Jon Snow. Everyone else <laughs> were all jerks right. and they all deserve yeah. to die. <laughs> and who knows, maybe she's kind of a more of a Jon Snow character, you know, sure. as, a, as a juxtaposition but Right, um, right. Where, where, like, maybe she, like, she's un, you know, the last person that wants the throne, and you know, it's just that mantle that just keeps getting thrust on her. Right. Um, I don't know. So we'll see. Um, and then, and then, like again, like a nitpicky thing, where like, um, some of some of the special effects were a little off. You know, like dipping into like uncanny valley territory a few times with like mm-hmm. the overhead shots of the city. Like they couldn't just recycle. <laughs> they could recycle the original, <laughs> like from season six. You know, of you know the the green. overhead shots. Yeah, I I know I know. It's just it's just one of those things where like it was. The, you know, there's an opening scene where I think it's Renaria's flying in on her dragon. Yeah. And it's a beautiful aerial shot, like, through the clouds. And then, like, she flies in to King's Landing. Yeah, I thought that And she's was flying cool. over the city where, it, you know, it's just like in the original Game of Thrones, we waited, like, five seasons to see a dragon over over yeah. king's landing right and this series gives it to you like the opening scene Very of season scene, yeah. one yeah episode one um and it felt like it felt off it, it just i don't know it, it just it it was one of those things where like i was watching it and it didn't quite sit right and it didn't quite look right and then like yeah when her dragon lands again it just they had it down landing so like perfectly like so perfectly in in the final season of game of thrones i just feel like you know maybe they're trying to reinvent the wheel or 
you know, if mm-hmm. they had to go with like a different special effects house or something for this series. Yeah. But like, there are little things with the with the special effects and with the dragons that just seemed a little off. That mm-hmm. like there were distractions. That's all. Yeah. No, I I agree with you there. I think I was just more indifferent about this episode than anything else. It was just it was just okay. I mean, it just didn't really. It, and, and surprisingly, I wasn't as very I wasn't very excited, despite the fact that so many people turned out to watch this last night. Or yeah. Um. It was actually um, not, I, I was just not excited to watch this at all. And so I think that pretty much took over my general opinion of this episode. <laughs> it was okay. It wasn't great. It wasn't garbage. It was just okay. Hey, we can all be wrong every now and then, Tim. It's okay. Yeah, I know. So <laughs> I got to say, you're, you're right on, you're right on the special effects, but wrong on everything else. So yeah. it's okay. We're all good. I mean, all I've heard from you this whole episode were glowing, great things to say about the show and not. Not a single thing didn't work for you. I'm just no, saying. No, I, I'm just saying. It's a wait and see. Okay. It's indifference. It's indifference versus actually. I I'd say it was strung together, and I stand by my I stand by my review. It it was a strung together bunch of moments that really it didn't go anywhere yet. Yeah. But it's still just kind of a wait and see. So okay. When we, when we say when we come up with the where will they go this season? Yeah, I'm going to stick with too soon to tell. I mean, I, I think yeah. Otto Hightower is 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 silent but violent. But, um, you know, Matt Smith as as Damon Targaryen, uh, there's the friction there that they've established. But I, I just who knows? look. It's. You imagine that they want. They want to get at least the same number of seasons out of this mm-hmm. as they did the original. Oh, of course. Granted, this was based on one book mm-hmm. <laughs> where the original was based on what? Five? Four. Four? So, well, four written, written. And then notes. And then the fifth one still unwritten. Or intention. Yeah. The fifth and then notes. Uh, yeah. So, so, I mean, they've got a lot of runway, mm-hmm. and it just feels like we're in for a real slow burn, similar to like the first three seasons of of the first Game of Thrones, and yeah. and like I feel like I feel like this show has the possibility of either like rising, rising to the occasion and really like if, if they set out to kind of do their own thing and not just retell the same storylines that yeah. they did in, in the first one. Um, I think it has a chance to be very good and stand on its own. But if they do too much recycling, I, I just feel like it will it, it has 
it has a real chance of collapsing under the weight mm. of expectations of sure. people of like it's not as good as the first one you know you know what i mean yeah. um so I, I really hope the rest of the way you know they they find their own way versus mm-hmm. you know I, I mean granted there's a lot that they that you know they can learn from the og game of thrones to make it their own but anyway yeah yeah so it's either gonna be good or it's gonna be bad what's your what's your what's your what's your take what's your take on the series so far uh i'm just kind of a wait and see i i'll I'll, i I can't watch say yeah i can't say i'm a watch i can't say i'm a skip (laughs) i can't say i'm a stream yeah it's a watch it's yeah it's okay you're you're a watch i'll get around to the next episode (laughs) so we'll we'll see uh, I mean, we'll get around to the next episode, and then and then uh, and and I'll, I'll form an opinion. I just can't form an opinion. It, you know, I mean, there's there's some things where, in a lot of ways, I I'll watch a first episode and I'm like, okay, maybe I'll watch it, maybe I won't. Um, but this, the, you know, I'll, I'll go into the next episode and see. Yeah. Um. And see, again. See again. You you were you're in that group of Game of Thrones viewers that was so spoiled that you came to it late and you watched it straight through. Yeah, you you didn't have to did. wait like the two years in episodes. between seasons. You didn't have to wait so long between seasons where it was like, yeah, you know, grinding your teeth waiting. Like, oh, maybe they'll announce something. Maybe they won't. But two years has already passed. Like, two years. Two years. A new series should come out in two years. <laughs> That's all right. Hey, you know what? I still haven't watched Breaking Bad, so. Oh, uh, God. What? So I'll be able what? to burn through all that one uh, day. Honestly, Tim, I feel like I feel like for us to, to continue with this podcast together, like, the 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 gateway to future episodes has to be, you need to watch breaking bad oh, and will. better call Saul and mad men. What else? Uh, I don't know about mad men. What else have you seen? The Sopranos. Oh my God. Uh, how, how I, okay. We need to watch stop. Six speed under. Yeah. 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 I watched oh, okay. six feet under. All right, cool. Uh, yeah, I didn't have HBO. I was busy. I had some stuff to do, you know, that's, it is what it is, all right. but all right. Well, <sighs> that is our take. You're that's our first take. <laughs> <laughs> that is our first take. And if you enjoyed this show, please subscribe, like, and give us five stars, a glowing review. So our podcast can reach more people and we can tell our wives that yes, this is what we want to do with our lives. Thanks again to Tyler Hobbs of Space Ranger for the original music. Check out Space Ranger exclusively on Spotify. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at The Final Take Pod. Email us at thefinaltakepod at gmail.com for any questions, comments, requests, stories, anecdotes. And then check out all of our episodes on our website, thefinaltakepod.com. Until next time, we will officially talk She-Hulk on our next episode. Until then, 